from sheisconference.org and Summit Church in Indiana, Pennsylvania, you're listening to the She Is Community Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the She Is Community Podcast. My name is Katie Stevens. And my name is Kim Massengale. On October 25th and 26th, we had the fifth She Is Conference called She Is Light. And today we're going to be going over a brief history of She Is, and we'll also have a recap of this year's conference. So we really hope you guys enjoy. Well, I have some questions for you, Kim, about the She Is conference in general, and I would love for people to know the history of it and kind of where your heart was behind starting it. Um and just, you know, what you thought it would look like. And I know this year was probably a lot of people's first time, and they may not know that, hey, this is in Indiana or how it started. And I think it'd be really cool just to kind of go over that. So I guess my first question for you is, what is She Is? Well, um, I guess just to give you kind of the backstory for it, um, what all are you wanting to know, Katie? How much history do you yes. want to know? Okay, so when you <laughs> moved to Indiana, Pennsylvania, right. and wanted to kick off a women's ministry, yeah. I guess we can talk about the first, what we could call this first She Is event. And yeah. I know it wasn't called She Is blank, mm-hmm. um, but maybe just talk about that a little bit. Okay. So um, in March of 2014, gosh, that sounds like so long ago, <laughs> but it wasn't, Um we kicked off our women's ministry, and um, and so we just started with an event um, called Shine Bright. So um, just talking about the light in us and the light that God wants us to be and how my heart really was for this women's ministry to be a light to our community because I just saw uh, so many women just kind of walking around, uh, not really knowing what they're purpose was or really even acknowledging that God had positioned them like to do things uh, incredibly for him and to really bring people to know him. And so um, so that's kind of where the women's ministry as a whole started. But my heart has always been uh, for young adults. And so being here in Indiana, where we have a university that is a known party school, and at the time you were actually in college and um, a part of the small group that I had. And so I remembered thinking, man, I really, I want to really reach students, but I really just want to reach women who wouldn't normally step foot into church. And so I got together with you girls um, who were in my small group and just said like, hey, let's brainstorm an event that we can have in the fall that would draw um, draw young women, um, that it would be something that young women would actually want to come to. Um, but then women of all ages, really, not just targeted for young women. So I think we really thought that it would be good to focus on an event that focused on people's stories. And so we called it Brave because I think a lot of times uh, we... We're just not brave with our stories because we're fear. We fear judgment. We fear, especially in the church world, what will people think if I really acknowledge where I've been, what I've done? And so uh, we decided to have a panel of women who would share their stories. So two of them being uh, college girls. And 
I was just really blown away by, I think, the response that women had to hearing how Jesus had transformed these women's lives and how brave they really were. And just to see um, see women like really, I think, recognize for the first time that they too could be brave with their stories and that Jesus really does meet us where we're at. Uh, but that really was the event that kind of was the catalyst for us doing more events like it. And so, um, so from there, I think we and I just really started praying, okay, Lord, like we don't want to do events just to do an event because that's easy. Um, and it's also a lot of work to do an event just to have an event. And so we really, really wanted to have one that had purpose and, the main thing that I identified in women, um, not just within the church, but outside of the church, is that the reason why we do some of the things that we do, the reason why we make some of the choices that we make is because we don't know who we are in Christ. And so my heart is really for women to identify who they are in Christ, to really be rooted in that, to know the truth, because the truth will set you free. And once women know who they are in Christ, then they can make decisions based off of that foundation. But goodness, like I was a church girl my whole life, but I, because I didn't really have that foundation, even being in the church of knowing who Jesus said that I was, um, I just was pulled in a lot of different directions by the world, and I really let the world tell me who I should be, uh, what I should do, and how I should live my life, which ended up causing me a lot of pain. So that is kind of where the word uh, she is was born out of um, for the conference, and um, and we just thought it would be great to every year have a different name go along with she is uh, to identify what that year's theme would be. So does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes. Thank okay. you. Um, and I, I have a feeling that that probably answers a lot of questions for women wondering. Um, but talking more about the name, and I kind of picked your brain about this a little bit leading into this year's, but I I would like people to know that the name is not just something that you're like, oh, this will sound nice. This this will be a good flow. It's great for marketing. But there yeah. is intention and purpose behind each name that you choose. So this year was she as light. If you don't mind, do you mind just kind of saying why light? Yeah. Why the title this year? Or even you touch on years in the past as well. Mm-hmm. So this was our fifth She Is conference this year. And um, when I was praying about what the name would be, and I pray about the name for the next year, like about a year in advance and um, just really start seeking God. And I always kind of have a, a running list of names. And sometimes we get funny and names things like, she is okay. <laughs> like, She's all right. <laughs> like things that, you know, are just funny. Um, but then we kind of have a list of ongoing names. So like, oh, it would be cool to call it that someday. Um, but but we don't want just a name that, oh, it would be cool to call it that. 
like there really is purpose behind it. And so every year I pray intentionally that God will just show me, okay, what is the theme going to be? And um, really for she is light. So going back to uh, five and a half years ago when we moved here and I was just really praying about the direction for our women's ministry as a whole, um, God just kept giving me the picture of a lantern. And so when I would ask the Lord about that, he would just keep bringing the scripture, Matthew 5, um, 14 to mind. And so that scripture is, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. So that verse came to me when I was praying about our very first women's event and not just the event, but the direction of the women's ministry as a whole, that that I believed that God wanted us to be light. And so our women's ministry would be a place where women would encounter Jesus, um, but that we would then not just keep it to ourselves, because I think it's really easy for us to do that as the church is to just like stay to ourselves. Let's keep this to ourselves. Uh, Let's just stay one happy little family and then not go out there there and actually be light to the darkness around us. So um, my heart has always been that we would make a difference with the light that we have been given. And so going moving forward to this year, when I was praying about this year and just it being year five and we were moving locations, moving into a bigger venue and just really seeking God for direction, uh, the word light just kept coming to me. And honestly, it didn't even really dawn on me um, that this had kind of been the same feeling I had when we first moved here and God gave me the vision for Shine Bright. And so, um, so I just realized that, okay, this is significant. We're moving on to a university campus where there is so much darkness and moving in really to the center of our city um, where um, where there's just so much going on around us and so much that seems hopeless and lost and dark. And, um, and then getting to be in an arena where let's just face it, like there's concerts, there's other events, there's other things coming in there that don't represent light at all. And so I just thought the Lord really wanted to do something significant this year. Um, and he wanted us to be light. And so um, so that's where the, the name came from for this year. And um, it was a lot of fun. Well, thank you for sharing um, and kind of going into the process behind that. I know that it's it's not something that you take lightly. So thank you for sharing your heart on that. Um, so transitioning into talking about our recap of this year's conference, which was She Is Light. As Kim mentioned, we were in a new venue. We were at the Kowalczyk Center, which was amazing. Um, and I will say, as you touched on before, it's really neat that it's kind of in the center of the university and just there's a lot of people that are seeing what's going on and I can say for myself as a college student who went to IUP I was always curious what was going on at the KCAC I didn't always go to what was going on at the KCAC 
but to see whenever I saw people in the parking lot or um, I would always look at the sign to see what was going on. So I think it's really special that we were able to be there this year um, there. Um, so talking about She Is Light, do you mind just telling everyone if they weren't there who the speakers were this year and kind yeah. of what was in store for the attendees? So the speakers this year were Lisa Harper and Havel Cunnington. And Lisa Harper is, I would say, pretty well known um, in the Christian world. She's written a ton of Bible studies produced by Lifeway, which is one of the biggest Christian publishers out there. Um, And then she just travels a lot. She travels a lot with Christine Kane. And uh, I've been trying to get her actually the last four years. And so uh, I was so excited that we finally were able to make these dates work. And I knew that it was in God's timing. And then Havila uh, is out of Bethel Church in Redding, California. And uh, two, I had been trying to get her for several years, and the dates just never worked out. She'd been highly recommended by um, some of our friends. And so I just knew that the Lord... Um, the Lord always like puts the right speakers at the right time. And then Tiffany Thurston, who is just a friend she is. Uh, she's been with us since Brave, since our very first larger women's event. And she's just a phenomenal worship leader and just has the greatest heart. She's out of Honolulu, Hawaii. But, um, but yeah, those are who the speakers were this year. And um, I just I loved what they had to bring. Yeah, it was really amazing just to be able to just be a part in the audience and to hear the different um, the different words that they brought. I love, that's one thing I do love about the conference every year is that each speaker brings something so unique, but somehow it all connects. And it's amazing how God orchestrates that. And so many times they're on stage and saying, I didn't know so-and-so was going to talk about this, but how amazing that the Holy Spirit's working in this way. So um, that's really cool. And they were amazing. I loved listening to them. Um, and I loved the worship that Tiffany led. And yeah, that's really cool. So now I kind of want to move into more of, I don't know, more personal questions, but were there any um, special God moments that you felt being there or did have you heard any attendee mm-hmm. stories from women that attended this year um, that really stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, there's so there's so much. I, I'm extra like emotional today anyway, so <laughs> I, um, I'll try to like maintain my composure, but I really, uh, really just being at the KCAC uh, at the Gavalchuk Center was, I don't know, it took my breath away several times. And just kind of the story of why we ended up going there. Can I, do you mind if I go there? No, please do. <laughs> um, so the conference at our church, uh, in our church building, had sold out the last three years, and um, I really had no desire to ever move to another venue because it's just a lot of extra work. I was worried about it losing like its intimacy and just some of those things that that you do lose when you go into a more um, stale venue, you know, that's not as homey. And um, and so three years ago, when one of our speakers was here, um, she turned to me during our one of the worship sets, and she just said, Kim, um, I believe that God has called She Is to be a regional conference. And in a few years, you're going to move to the arena in, in town. And so I just smiled at her and was like, oh, that's great. Thank you for telling me. And then in my mind, I was thinking, yeah, but that's not going to happen. Not because I didn't believe that God could do that, but I didn't want him to. 
And that's like, I hate saying that out loud now, but it's true. Like, because that would require us to even take an even bigger step of faith and it would be out of our comfort zones even more. And I, again, I just was so worried about losing the feel of the conference. And so fast forward a few years later to last year, uh, where the theme was She is Unashamed, uh, we sold out seven weeks ahead of time, which was crazy. <laughs> and um, really, there is no explanation other for it. Other for it? Is that the right? <laughs> There's no other explanation for it. There, there you go, go Kim. Um, other than God. Yeah. Um, Yes, we have some talent. Yes, uh, we can create great media and marketing and all of those things. But that's not what brings women to these things. It's, I know it's the move of the Holy Spirit. Like God draws the women. They're hungry to dive into truth and to have community. And so... I hated turning away women that far out that had procrastinated getting their tickets yeah. or, <laughs> and there are a lot, right? Seven weeks out, a lot of women waited because they didn't really think it would sell out that fast. And so it broke my heart to be like, I'm sorry, you can't come. There's literally not a seat for you. Yeah. Um, and so I had gone to my mentor, Becky Hennessy's conference in Dallas and the speaker that kind of gave me that word several years before happened to be speaking at her conference. And so I um, was talking with her. And honestly, I didn't think she would really even remember telling me that because she travels a ton. She travels all over the world and she meets a lot of people and she goes to a lot of conferences. But um she asked me about she is and I told her that it was already sold out and she said you are going to the KCAC right and I was like oh well, yeah about that <laughs> oh you remembered <laughs> oh great <laughs> I was like well I don't think so and I just went through my list of excuses and she was like Kim I'm not God but I know what I felt that day in that room and I know that this conference is supposed to be um, more than what you're dreaming of right now. And so I told her that I would take that step of faith and reach out to IUP. And but I kind of and I went home and I did that. But I kind of went in it with I'm going to ask them, but they're going to tell me it's going to be this crazy amount of money and I'm not going to be able to afford to do it. And we're not going to be able to do it. So that kind of went in with that expectation, yep. which is terrible again. <laughs> um, but instead, we they gave us an incredible deal. And our sponsors, Logos Bible Software and Compassion International, um, their sponsorship money actually covered the cost of the venue, which wow. I was like, okay, God, I hear you. I see you. We're going to do this. And then... Um, 600 more women than last year were able to come, which was huge. So fast forward to your question. <laughs> um, Friday night, being in that arena and looking around and seeing 1,300 women 
have the opportunity to worship together and to hear the word, a lot of them, not I wouldn't say a lot, there were a good number of women there that came that wouldn't have probably stepped foot into the doors of a church yeah. if their friend would have invited them. But because it was at a neutral venue, uh, they came. Um, and so there were women there that were introduced to Jesus because it was at the KCAC. And then we got to see women from not just Summit, but from all different churches come together for one purpose. And so that was just, it was a very like humbling moment. Um, and honestly, I just repented to God for um not putting more faith in what he could do. And it just was a reminder that it's not about me (laughs) at all, Uh, at all. And there's no way I could do that, Um, that he drew every single one of those women to that place. And so it was just really powerful. And then women of all ages, like you had 12-year-olds there, and then you had like 80-year-olds there. And so it's so fun to even look at the pictures and just see the diversity among ages. Um, That's just a really cool thing. I think it makes God smile. So I think you asked just any other special testimonies or I've gotten so many. Um, Friday night was just I mean, both Havila and Lisa just brought brought really powerful words. Like, and I know that they really prayed and took time. Like, they didn't just deliver their messages because they'd preached them before. I know they really prayed about what they were supposed to teach on, and so it was really evident. Like, they just brought such powerful truth to the whole conference, and. It wasn't just like a rah, 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 let's make you feel good and go home. It was like, let's, we're going to laugh, right? We're going to cry, but we're also going to deal with our junk. <laughs> like we're going to get real and, uh, and I want that. Like, I don't want just a feel good conference. We can go to anything to make us feel good, but I want us to like get free. And so that night, um, before we closed out Havala. Just she did an altar call and it was just amazing to see one again the age diversity that kind of came forward for salvation, but also just people that needed healing and freedom in different areas. And so, one of the things she prayed for was for women who like wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning and can't go back to sleep, like just very specific things that she was praying for. And so I've gotten several testimonies in from women saying, like, I was that woman where I would wake up every night at 3 a.m. And ever since the conference, I have slept all through the night. And and then one of the things she called out was eating disorders And, you know, that's such a, there's so much shame around that issue. There's, I think it's more prevalent than what we realize, and especially among young adult women, college age women, you know, it's something that really uh, a lot of women battle that they just refuse to talk about. And I know that there are several that came down that were 
really impacted by that. And I know one girl told me for the first time, I want to get help. Um, before she didn't really want to get help. And now she's seeking out help. And so that's like, those are just a few of the stories, but I wish I could ask every single person that came like God yeah. did. Yeah. So well, thank you. Yeah. You're Definitely. welcome. Okay, well, Katie, I want to know, because you always play such a big part in the conferences, but I want to know what what stood out to you about She Is Light. Okay, well, I have, I guess one more of an overview thing I could say is that it was really neat after the conference just to hear so many women just talking about ways that they want to be light and mm-hmm. not necessarily quoting specific things that Lisa or Havila said, but just... Mm-hmm realizing that man I am I am in this place and how can I show the image of God how can I be a light to my coworkers to my family to my friends and that was really encouraging for me um just to see how they were going to take what they learned and then and, and we're now in December not to say that it's been so far off of October but that it's just still I still hear it constantly and that's just really neat I love hearing women and people that attended just recalling what they what they want to do and how they want to change in, in the different areas of their lives, which is probably stepping out of their comfort zone a lot. And I know, I yeah. mean, it's the same for me too. But um, something specifically that was really neat on Saturday, because of different circumstances, I ended up sitting on the side more of the venue. So that was really neat because then I got to see actually everyone that was there. Mm-hmm. So that was cool just to, to look out and see the amount of women that were attending, but it was after Lisa Harper was talking. And like I said, I didn't even hear the whole, the whole teaching session, but at the end she had an altar call where she, um, she talked about, um, salvation and people in our lives that we want to see come to Jesus. And she encouraged us to take like a little corner off of our notebook and write down the first name that comes to mind and, and to come down to the front and lay that name on the stage. And, my first thought, which, you know, one of those things that you don't want to admit is, oh, my goodness, this venue is big. Are women going to actually come down to the stage? Yeah. Like, they have to go downstairs. They have to maneuver around different people. That's an easy excuse to not do something, you know? Absolutely. Um, but I'm sitting there, and, you know, my head is bowed, and I'm I'm praying, and I'm writing down my name. And I just remember looking up and just seeing women pouring out of their seats mm. and coming up to the stage and leaving names and it just line after line and they're waiting and they're not getting discouraged and they're just reaching out and just laying down that name. And it, I had chills all over my whole body just mm-hmm. to see the willingness and the participation of, cause even like you said, when you move into a venue, you might lose the intimacy, but just to see the boldness of these women yeah. pouring out of the, the upper levels and, asking, excuse me, excuse me, like, you know, getting to the, and just that understanding too, of people being so willing to, to move so that, you know, they could get to the stage. And then even more specifically at the end, you had asked me to gather the names and so that they can come back to the church and be prayed over. And one, thank you, because that was very special. And I wanted to make sure that that moment wasn't lost. It wasn't just yeah. um, a quote unquote cleanup session. You know, this right. these were names, these were important, but it was so powerful. And me and a friend were, were scooping up the names and putting them in a bag, but there weren't just pieces of notebook paper. Like there were receipts, there were gum wrappers, there were pieces of cardboard. Like these women were digging in their purses to write something down, <laughs> to write a name down. And I thought like, they are just 
hungry mm-hmm. for these people in their lives to know Jesus. And that was so, so not only did they look for anything and everything to write a name down on, they then boldly went forward and put that on the stage yeah. and laid that down. And I can imagine, and you know, I've even heard stories of just, it's hard. It's hard to think of someone. Well, it might be easy to think of someone, but it's hard to think of how. How am I going to be a light to this person? How am I going to bring the word to this person? Um, and so just to be able to see that was really powerful for me and mm-hmm. really cool. Just that, I don't even want to call it a desperation, but just like the humility that they had to just dig around and find something to hold on to, to write a name down and, and lay it on the stage was just so cool. Yeah. Um, and I really admired the women who did that. Um, and just to see that was just a special opportunity. I thought, you know, I'm glad that the, my circumstance led me to sitting at the side, this position in the venue so I could see, like, I can see that moment. Um, because before where I was sitting, I wouldn't have been able to. And so mm. that was really cool. That so, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I... I mean, and that's my biggest prayer is that it wouldn't just be a moment, like you said, to close it out or to have this like thing that we just do to make it a good conference. But that women really, like I pray that you all that are listening would still be praying for the people that you wrote on those papers. Like that was a holy moment. Mm -hmm. It was a God moment. And I want you to know that like, we are still like praying over everything that happened that weekend. And um, I pray that it's a moment that lasts. And I'm, I'm excited to like hear in future, like some of the names that were written on those papers that yeah. maybe they'll be like, oh my gosh, I prayed for her last year and she's with me this year. Yeah. Or that's exciting. Yeah, that, that really is amazing. And yeah, just the anticipation of what God has in store is really cool. Yeah. Um, but, well, I thank you for just sharing your heart behind She Is, and I look forward to the planning process for next year because, yes, it's happening. <laughs> There's a, yes, it is. I don't even know, do you get even a little bit of a break after the conference before you start going into the next, or? Uh, no. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, it's a different pace, but yes. no, like, I always start planning for the next year before the current year's even over, yes. so, and I haven't really even said this, but we've already sold 800 tickets for wow. next year. Oh, look at that. That's nuts. That's, that's a golden <laughs> nugget of information for you listeners. <laughs> 800 <laughs> tickets already. That's absolutely amazing. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, again, that's only God. And yeah. I'm just, I'm really excited for 2020 and just everything that's ahead. Like we have, she is one night coming up in March, March 28th with Jess Connolly, who was one of our, um, she is unashamed speakers. And so Jess is going to be joining us on the podcast in a few months. So look forward to her. And, and then also we have uh, she is uncommon is the theme for 2020. So I'm excited about what God's going to do. Yeah. I, after you announced um, the the She Is Uncommon, I heard so many women just be like, I am pumped for next year. Yeah. Like they're already looking forward to it. And it is, it's really cool. Um, so uh, I just wanted to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to this recap. I do want to let you know that in January, we will have um, a more consistent schedule. We're really excited for the episodes that we're going to be putting out. We've been putting a lot of thought into them, um, but we want to wish you a very happy new year. Thank you so much for listening. 